Hey, what's up, everybody? Today on Trust and Believe, there is so much energy that is going to fill your soul. You are going to find a way to fill your own soul. You are going to knock down some barriers and allow your energy to flow. And if you are going through something right now, be it traumatic or even if you're celebrating or even if you are doing a job where you have to do a presentation or maybe you're nervous to get on stage, this episode is going to be the episode that's going to help you take your energy to the next level for you to really truly trust and believe in who you are and what you have to offer to this world, knowing that there are people out there who need you. Yes, regardless of how many followers you have on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook, there are people out there who need you, even if you don't feel like people are following you because they need you. We all offer something to this world. And my next guest, Amanda Bushi, is going to show you, tell you and let you feel how to trust and believe in who you are. And it's time to trust and believe. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. First and foremost... Tell us about you. Tell us just, you know, as transparent as you want to be. Who are you? Where are you from? Where do you come from? Where does your soul lie? Mm, Thank you for that offering. Um, My name is Amanda, and I'm originally from Rhode Island. I just turned 27, and I've been in Los Angeles for six years or so now. And I really kind of grew up in my early 20s up until now in the age of social media. And I amassed an Instagram and YouTube audience very, very quickly and very young. And with that, there's been so much self-discovery and so much connection to my soul essence. And I've also been on you know, a personal and spiritual journey and really uncovering who I am and being in the fitness industry and the YouTube influencer space for a couple of years really um, elevated and, and um, catalyzed that. And then being pivoting into the business coaching space for a couple of years as well, 
there was so much learning happening on my end back and forth just having so much feedback of what people think of me and and all of these things and what my expertise was and I was learning on the go and I was just showing so many people my heart and soul along the way that I really learned how much you have to learn about yourself and you have to know yourself or else it's very easy to get drawn in different directions that don't make sense for you and that has happened to me many a times and that's why I'm personally so passionate about helping people get their mission and message out there and it's less about business coaching and more about what is the essence of your soul and who you actually are as a person and Mm. how can you fully express that on on these platforms that are digital and they are only like you know a version of us but there's so much freedom and liberation that can happen when you do feel like your space or your platform is your sanctuary and a place that you can go that feels safe and that feels really lovely for you. And that's a huge part of my mission now. Speaking of feeling safe and being in a space that feels lovely for you, um, I wish I, I wish you were my friend when I was growing up. You know, and the reason why I say that is growing up gay for me was somewhat of a challenge for my husband. It was a big challenge. And the reason why I bring sexuality into it is because you talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy. And I just remember walking into school and I remember the first time someone said, oh, Sean's gay. He's a sissy. And I remember from that point forward, I thought I had to be something else, you know, and and it was one of those things where for the rest of my life up until you know a lot of years ago now i thought that i had to act like a man i had to act a certain way until i realized i can be whoever the hell i want to be and it was it made it very challenging to actually come into my own, if you will, for lack of a better term. So I really want to jump into how you define masculine and feminine energy and who possesses what and how do they or our listeners, how is someone listening here, you know, going to be less self-conscious about what they express in terms of like their masculine and femininity? Oh, my God. I love that you brought that up so much. It's just it's such a, a huge piece of understanding ourselves and I love that you brought your story of your own sexuality and understanding your sexual identity into it because we both, um, not just you and I, but every human on the planet has these energies inside of us. And the way that I like to think of energy as a concept is defining ways of beingness. We have a a really big vocabulary for defining doingness, what Mm -hmm. people do, what we do, the actions we take, the behaviors we take, the labels we put on ourselves. But a language for beingness, I think, is so important because we all have different ways of ways of being and masculine and feminine is is just one tool to start understanding yourself in that way and again we all have them masculine and feminine has nothing to do with man or woman or non-binary person or your sexual identity it's just more of a manifestation of like how you be in the world and masculine is that forward focused direct energy that takes action has clarity knows the strategy it's like the stable container and Mm. the way that a lot of people describe it is the masculine is like the two walls of a river and the feminine is the river itself 
which is a cool way to think about it. And That's pretty powerful. That's yeah, pretty I know, I love powerful. That. And the cool thing is, not to cut you off, but I just, yeah. this is a great, a great conversation that I've always wanted to be a part of, yeah. is that both of those things create the whole. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you can't have a flowing river with no edges, right? And you can't have, you can't have the flow with no river, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So in Chinese medicine, there's yin yang theory. So we all know what one of those things look like, but right. what it actually is, is that everything in, in science, everything has its equal polar opposite and they can't exist without each other. Night can't exist without day, dark can't exist without light. Everything is a polar opposite and that's the same with masculine and feminine energy. So I like to think of it as, as a spectrum. And one side of the spectrum, like the hyper masculine side is like the very direct, clear forward motion. But these energies can also be expressed in an unhealthy way, which is where we hear toxic masculinity and, and all these types of things. But there's also, um, that comes from upbringing, environment, trauma, oppression. It comes from so many different things. So understanding it and how it works is really important just as a human being to understand how other humans be with each other and relate to one mm -hmm. another and express themselves. And then on the feminine side of things, the feminine is intuitive and it's, um, it's flowing. I actually went to this awesome dance class last night and she said, I do dance on the beach in Venice, California and it's the yes. best thing ever. <laughs> and she said, um, she had us, uh, dance or move in a linear direction so she was mm -hmm. like move straight forward as if you're on the streets of new york city and you're going somewhere and you have like somewhere very important to be and you know where you're going and you are just clear and then start moving like however your body kind of wants to and like let the like, create secular motion so the feminine is more it's not direct it has an intuitive nature to it. It is open to the mystery and it's receptive and reactive more so than the masculine is more proactive and giving and providing and protecting and the feminine is, is receiving. So in that, we can start to understand, like the way that I love teaching this is, is through business. And I also have a, not a similar story in terms of sexuality, but just in business, I thought I had to really be more of the masculine type of person. Mm. And, you know, in the fitness industry, and I did bodybuilding competitions, which is very masculine sets and reps. And you know the deal. Like, yeah, no. too. you get it. <laughs> and then on the other side of things, um, in the business world, it's very strategy and specific. And here are the steps you take to get this type of result in your life and in your business. And it's like so much forward motion that there's such little room to just kind of be and to rest and to consider what the next step is without with just like going forward and figuring it out so fast and it's just the way our world is kind of set up in the western world right now so i could imagine so many people right now are waking up to this other part of themselves that does like want to go inside and like be 
interested in what's internal and mm-hmm. less interested in what's external. And I think that we're just in a space right now where we're becoming more and more aware that that part of ourselves as human beings exists. The way you describe masculine and feminine energy and how it applies to our lives is 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 so interesting and in a way it's very freeing it really allows me as i think about my own life to release even a little more than i probably do people know i'm very free i mean i dance to you know cardi b and meg the stallion's wop in my kitchen but how does the way you describe and explain and allow us to be free in our masculine and feminine energy how does it correlate with estrogen and testosterone Mm, that's such a good question. I, I don't think I know the exact science of that, and I would love to look it up. And I have a lot of sciencey, fitnessy friends, so I would 100% will ask them. But I'd be really curious to to understand like what people are, are born with naturally and then how those hormones can change. I know so many of my friends in the fitness industry, especially women, had a lot of hormone dysfunction after um you know, as a, as a woman specifically with having more estrogen or just changing around the way we be to be in that level of masculine kind of, um, movement and direction and like deep structure, like the masculine is very structured. So the macro tracking and the workouts and the planning and the, this and the, that, and the level in which we push our bodies past the natural set point, I'd be really curious to know, what people are are born with and like what's kind of there for them from the get-go and then Mm -hmm. how that gets transformed through societal conditioning and i'm sure with sexuality that's a whole thing as well and just even like gender identity and the people that feel as though they're born with a certain kind of energy but their physical body is not is not that so i'd be so curious yeah, I'm I'm actually it's so funny. I'm actually glad you don't know the answer to that because I yeah. feel like that's something we can connect on at a later date. But follow up. just just your ability to be open to even look into that more, I think is really yeah. important. But you also said something else that brought something to my mind in terms of how socially we connect to masculine and feminine energy. And not that I want to get into politics, but in our political climate, one of the things that I was thinking about as the Democratic National Convention and what's happening last week and the Republican National Convention happens this week, and I watch both regardless of how I'm voting because I think it's really important. I call it a ploy. And so you can correct me totally. I'm totally down with being corrected and put in my place. But I, there's something about the way that I think, like, when I look at you, yes, I, I see a woman, a beautiful woman, if I can say that. You know, I look at my friends. I look at my mother. I look at my mother-in-law and all of my female friends. And I, and I do see a woman. And I do know that women relate to women in a different way than sometimes a man can. I also know the importance of having a father figure. You know, I grew up without my father and the father, the stepfather that I did have sexually abused me, but I did not have my grandfather who was um, a pastor and a really powerful, strong person. And the reason why I'm trying to give you my backstory before I get to this specific question, but one of the things that really frustrates me is how politics use gender to sway voting and Mm -hmm. I think it's frustrating for me because I don't care if you're a man a woman a transgender person as you brought up even a little bit ago I just love people 
so much. Like I think that I think that everybody has the possibility to do right and to and to put off good energy, which I want to talk about in a little bit. So how do you think that masculine and feminine energy play into social social status or you know in terms of politics and how should we go about you know navigating that conversation yeah yeah that's such a good question there's 100 percent the way that our society is has been set up for a very long time it's it's focused in what's called the patriarchy which is men being the superior gender and and with that there's been a lot of dysfunction in in humanity and in mary trump's book um i'm pretty sure it's trump's daughter she talks about their family dynamic and how their father was um had a lot of just like deep critical judgment placed on, I think it was um, Donald's brother. And the way that he decided or related to that as, as a kid was to just be even more powerful and to like claim um, power in this way where he's almost just a power grabber kind of person in, in every way, shape and form that he can to get the result that, that he wants. And that's, that's like, it feels to me such a representation of the deep dysfunction of masculinity that Mm -hmm. we have gotten to societally and socially and having people in power that have dysfunction in their family systems. And then that creates a structural dysfunction in our political systems because the human beings that make up that foundation have their own dysfunction and they have their own trauma and wounding. But not everybody sees it that way. Many people are, you know, we're evolving as, as a human species. And I think that with tools like social media and podcasts and conversations like we're having now and books and all these things, we're going to be evolving a lot more quickly than we ever have, which is really exciting. Yes, but we're, we're still where we are, <laughs> you know? We are where we are, and with that, the structure that is that is currently there is built on and has been built on traumatized people from generation and generation and generation. People like you are maybe one of the first people in your family, I don't actually know, to, to break patterns of who you think you are and then be like, actually, this is who I am. There's the first. so many people. The first. Amazing. The first. Yeah, that's yeah. really beautiful. And Thank with that, you. Imagine all the people in in everybody's families and their parents and their grandparents that had more of this survival human part of themselves that had to be turned on during war or during like actually being physically threatened for their survival and people mm-hmm. in poverty that can only exist in a survival mode all the time. So dysfunction emotionally happens at such a core level and then it gets passed on through generations so i i'm i'm not sure how much people are aware people in positions of power are aware of how these energies are actually playing out on like a global scale but to me i just see people that are unaware of their deeper trauma and core wounding and have just kind of become these people and it's really hard to to change after you've identified as a certain type of person for such a long time. Um, I'm always very optimistic as a human being. I, I believe that we can transform and I believe in human beings and I believe that we're resourceful, but I do see a lot of these more toxic um, 
patterns just playing out on a global scale based on the human beings that are the foundation of that. So, you know, obviously we are in the Black Lives Matter movement. I think we would still celebrate the fact that if we had another black president or a woman president, and I do believe that all of those things should be celebrated in the time that we are in right now. But I will also say that I cannot wait till time. And I don't think I'll be alive during this celebration process, but I can't wait till we can celebrate not having to celebrate color, gender, and we can just celebrate the win, you know, for for change and who's going to bring greatness to our country and when you where you talked about leaders and I think and I don't know how to do that but like you said earlier conversations like this hopefully you know trickle up to people who are in power so that they can become aware and really look at it from a standpoint of it's less about control and more about the betterment of the people because I do believe that there are flaws (laughs) on both sides because no one's perfect um Mm -hmm. With that said, I want to transition to talk more about energy. One of the things that happens to me, and I believe why, I know why I love what I do and I'm passionate about what I do, but I think this aids into why I'm good at what I do in terms of when I do uh, live events, is I can go into a room of 5,000 people. The minute I step on stage, first of all, I'm extremely overwhelmed because I feel the energy in the room. And I... And this is very hard for people to understand because they don't, they're not in my brain or in my body or in my feeling. But I, people say, how are you so good at like getting people to, to do what you need them to do? And I say, I feel the con- common denominator of what people need yeah. in terms of the energy. Can you explain that to me? Because sometimes <laughs> it's so, it's so overwhelming that it's exhausting. I bet. You know? So I'm, I'm so open to yeah. hearing what you have to say. Oh, I love this. I love how much you love this conversation because it just, it makes me so excited. Um, yes. I have, I have interesting theories about types of people that have the energetic availability to hold mm. that size of a container. And Jesus, take the wheel. I got my right hand up to the energy, energy gods. But go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) I feel like although you get exhausted, there's some part of your soul or some part of your makeup that either built this energetic capacity or already had it. Hmm. And I don't think that having a very large audience or like I can't host an event with more than 100 people, but I think that's just something with my energy. But I can have hundreds of thousands of people on on the Internet. But I also think that there is a certain type of person. And I I don't know if this is concrete. This is definitely just my theories. But I think that we all came in here with certain missions and certain uh, gifts to share and certain experiences and certain energies and I don't know if you go deep into like different types of personality tests I love psychology and personality tests so it's my favorite stuff yes so I think that we all came in with a certain type of thing and I think that there's a certain type of energetic capacity or a certain type of person with an energetic capacity to like be able to um, understand that 5,000 humans there's 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 movement and there's there's energy with that. So if we're all human beings, we all have different energetic makeups and there's a lot going on in there. There's like our life experiences, there's our parents, there it's like chemistry and physics and biology. 
and there's a vibration that we all have, right? Like we all hold mm-hmm. a certain type of vibration for a multitude of different reasons. And having 5,000 human beings in one room that came there for a certain purpose, that's a lot of, that's a lot of energy to hold. And I'm sure you have to do a lot of your own practices to be very like centered and energized and to keep up that. I know a lot of speakers that are like, I have a whole slew of practices that I do before, during and after. So I don't die. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Do you do, what do you do with your practices with that? Yeah, so my practices are, I don't know if they're traditional for most, but it's very important for me to be alone uh, for for time leading up to the specific event. Because if I can't become one with myself, there's no way I can deliver. And even if I were to force the delivery, while people might receive it in the right way, it just feels so, like I feel so naked in, in, in terms of. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. In terms of like my own internal inauthenticity. So I personally like being by myself. Like I'll wake up in the morning, I go have coffee, I'm by myself. Mm -hmm. And not that even if whoever's with me, not that I don't want to talk to them or whatever. It's just that if I don't provide myself and fill my cup, literally, I can't do it. You can't Um, waste your energy. Like it's like an energy leak. And you're like, I have to have as much of this here as humanly possible. And you mm -hmm. also have to clear your energy out. So you're kind of like a vessel for whatever transmission is going to come through you. Do you feel like you think about what you say on stage or it just happens? No, 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 no. I feel it. You just feel it. I need you to listen. Not listen, but (laughs) I need you to like feel this. Instead of listen, I need you to feel this. I don't know if you can through the screen. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm so happy you asked me that question for people who have ever come to my live events. Everything that comes out of my mouth is literally from a feeling. It is not planned. And, And that's why it's really hard for me to give keynote addresses because about a specific subject because my brain and what I've planned battles with how I feel at that very moment and it is war and I don't I can't I can't really explain to people like I wish people could understand as you do there is a war going on if I try to stick to a script that's why my husband's like you'd be a great actor and I'm like Mm -hmm. I don't know because I I, I, I just don't know if I could do that because I'm constantly at war with how I feel, you yeah. know, and what I want to deliver. So really did that you. answer your question? <laughs> yeah, that totally answered my question. And I, I have such a similar thing. And I think there's just different types of people. I think some people work really well off of like, I have a friend. She's awesome. She memor- She writes a script. She's also a writer and a creator. And I have my four entrepreneurial archetypes we can go into too. She writes her script and she memorizes it to the point of ease. So when she speaks, she doesn't have to think about it. It's just in her. 
And whenever I thought about doing speaking events, something in me was just like, I, I feel like I can't write a script and like have it just be even podcasts. I can no longer do a podcast with someone I don't vibe with. Like if you reached out and something in me was like, no, I'd be like, no, I don't care if you Sean T, but something in me was like, yes. this guy seems amazing. So yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. And I, and I received that. And the reason not to cut you off, but I think it's important for you to know, even if you said no, like I wouldn't have been like, oh my God, I can't believe she said no. Like for me, it's, I would respect that. I'd be like, well, come. The first thing I would have said is come through. Like I'm so here for that because <laughs> It has to be for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of happens when you play and you um, you listen to your energy. And people say, like, listen to your intuition. And I remember the same friend. We were in Vegas when I was, like, just starting to understand my energy. And she had already been to the same spiritual psychology school that I went to. And she yes. was like, let's lay down. We were laying by the pool in Vegas before COVID. It was, like, two years ago. She was like, let's lay down. <laughs> and do a little meditation and listen to the voice inside of her head and see what it says. And I was like, okay. And five minutes later, she's like, what'd you say? It's kind of like, she's hilarious. And I was like, (laughs) nothing. (laughs) I was like, what? Nothing. So, and she was like, oh, interesting. And it's hilarious because now I feel really connected to my body and to what it has to tell me. And this is like the conversation about listening to your energy I just pay such close attention now to the things that drain me. And I ask myself, why is that something I can Mm. work on? Or is that just not who I am? Is that something I can integrate and like experience? Or is that just not what I want to do? And there's such a delineation between those two, but you have to pay attention to yourself as you just go through life and figure that out. That's so crazy. So um, pardon me if I get emotional right now. Because, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to allow myself to go here because I believe you're going to receive it. Yeah. So you just said, you just said, you know, at first when you had to like listen to yourself, you're like, what? Like uh, nothing. It said nothing. And I just realized that when I was younger and I was being sexually abused, I had to listen to myself to tell myself, like, I know you can do it. Like you can get through mm-hmm. this. And I just had this crazy revelation that. When I'm doing my workouts and I'm on screen, I'm like, how do I like how am I so connected to that feeling? And it's been practiced from such a young age, you know, that, oh, my gosh, like, why are you doing this to me, Amanda? (laughs) But, um, you know, so it's just like one of those things that's just like so like you just brought that up. It's like, wow, I don't feel I feel like I was forced into the practice instead of like, yeah. you know, later in life being like, oh, because even uh, about a year and some ago when I was when I really kind of accepted my anxiety, if you will. And mm-hmm. I, and Sam, uh, he was like, OK, you have to meditate like you have you really have to get into this meditation. And I remember I started out with a three minute meditation and it was a little bit overwhelming because it kind of made me go and into in there and I just loved how it was I started out with headspace before and I just loved how you know the host of the of the um the meditation would just say allow things to float by and so and it it now helps him it helps in my everyday life and so it's just Mm. really cool that you know I love that you shared the story of and being honest and saying 
the voice said nothing. Like nothing told me anything at first because I think a lot of people listen and think about meditation and they try it and they're like, this didn't do anything for me when it's a practice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your experience too. I really, and that was so beautiful and I just feel honored that you felt safe to share that, which is great. Thank you. I definitely, I feel safe with you and I never even met you in person. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the energy, you know? Yes. I love that you shared that though. Um, My partner was also sexually abused as a six year old Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if this is true for all victims and survivors, but he, his ability to understand himself is, is, is so impressive. And Uh. I think he just got really acquainted with his inner world as dark as it was in the beginning stages but getting acquainted with that inner world at such a young age, it's really interesting how that could potentially affect not just how you grow up and then all of the, the negative consequences of that that aren't your fault, but also your ability to, to feel yourself and to, yeah. to, to just actually have to sit with who you are and what's inside of your body. And that's where meditation is, it can be really uncomfortable or any kind of going inside practices can be really uncomfortable. Um, with myself, my my whole like awakening to who I am process was very much so, it, there was a lot of anxiety attacks and a lot of, um, I would go into what's, what I call my shutdown mode, which mm. is an interesting coping mechanism. And we all have different ways of coping with like really deeply uncomfortable emotions. Our bodies are super intelligent and it's insane a little bit. And when you think about it, you're like, wow, it just did this for me <laughs> to <Right>. survive. <laughs> but I would go into this mode where my thoughts would go away and my feelings would go away. It would just be numb. Mm-hmm. Um, and my a lot of my, my patterning is people-pleasing patterning. And with my under, like awakening to what that actually was, I was in a situation both in relationship and in business where I allowed other people so much to take the reins and to just go wherever they wanted to go with it. And I had such a disconnection from myself. I like, I remember specifically, I was in this one experience where my business was going really fast and I hired mentors to help come up with the company culture, which is like a collaborative effort. Like, what do we value? What do we care about? What matters to us? What's our mission? And I'm 24, <laughs> 25. I'm 27 now, but at the time, 20, 24, 5. Right. And the people on my team were like 33, 34. And they were clear of who they were. So they were throwing in their ideas. And I was like, sure, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. And we eventually got to this place where this one woman, she wanted to be 50% partners in my business. And I was, Lewis House was my mentor at the time. He was like, girl, what the hell are you doing? I was like, she seems great. And he was like, this is your personal brand. And you're just letting someone take 50% of it from you. And just energetically and psychologically, what did that mean about me? It means I was so disconnected from what, like being able to speak what I wanted and being able Mm. to even know in my mind and speak it clearly to other people and to create a situation for myself where I created the direction and then we moved forward in that direction because it came from me. That was something I had never done before in my life. It didn't go through. Everything's fine. I still own my whole business, which is great. Okay. Beautiful lesson. Her and I are fine. Um, but so many experiences like that where it's 
an awakening. And if you're listening to this, this show right now and you have had that before, you know what we're talking about. But if you haven't, it might it might spark something in you where you wonder, do I know this information about myself? What do I value? What What is me? What is my essence? And mm. do I feel like I can be that in my life? I definitely want to get into your business and what you provide because I think you provide just in the last 30 minutes that I'm talking to you, I'm like, wow, like I'm <laughs> renewed and you know, if I feel really good. So tell me about your business. What do you do? How do you help people? You know, what are some success stories? And I'll just like, just go, go. Thank you. Yeah, that's so fun. So like I said, I was in the fitness space for a while. My YouTube channel is all fitness videos and I don't even use it anymore because it's just a whole other version of me. Um, But it, it sparked my audience and it sparked social media and it sparked business And then I switched into business coaching. So I just helped other people get their platforms up and running, get their businesses up and running. And for the last three years or so, I've been helping people do that. And I've helped people start, many, many people start six-figure businesses and multiple people start even seven-figure businesses, which is just really incredible. There's so much opportunity everywhere. And there's also so many barriers. Um, there's obviously Everywhere. barriers and cultural barriers, but there's also internal barriers. And like mm. knowledge gaps are becoming smaller and smaller because the amount of information. But what I really love and what I've really stepped into is helping people get in touch with those internal barriers and really get in touch with who they are so they can move forward in business and not allow their story around money to inhibit them in creating more money or their relationship with people pleasing to inhibit them from taking a stand for what they want. And Mm. right now I have a couple of different things. I have a small mastermind that's that I really love. I work with a lot of women and then I also have, um, I'm putting out more conscious leadership offerings, which is new for me, which is really, really exciting. So it's focusing on how to lead yourself and how to understand your energy, how to um, heal from different types of emotional patterning. I went to spiritual psychology school, which is just like such an incredible, incredible place. And I also have a new business that's focused on the four entrepreneurial personality types that's turning into a platform. So it'll be a whole resource hub for entrepreneurs to figure out, number one, what's your archetype breakdown? It's kind of like an Enneagram or a human design, but for entrepreneurs. That's cool. I've taken it because I've taken the Enneagram and it's such a, it was such an amazing experience. My my top three, I'll tell you, but number one is type eight, the challenger. Mm, My partner's the challenger. Yes, which I think kind of goes hand in hand with my career. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, number two is the helper. Okay. Which also makes sense. And that's type two. And then the third and third place is the enthusiast. So in the scores, uh, number seven, yes, yeah, the enthusiast. Uh, 24, the score, the scores were 24, 22, and 19. What about you? Do you know yours off the top of your head? Yes. Um, it, I also totally thought you were a seven. I was like, you have so much energy and you want things to be fun. So I was like, you're totally seven something. <laughs> I can see, I can see eight for sure too, which is super interesting. My partner is a challenger and he's an eight as well. And he's my exact opposite mirror because I'm the peacemaker, which is a nine. <gasps> Which is wow. hilarious. It's been hilariously triggering in so many ways. 
I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. Sorry. No, I'm laughing because my partner is the opposite too, but oh. go ahead because I'm looking his up as you talk, but so I'm listening. Funny. Well, this, you'll probably get a kick out of this. So the triggering parts of it for me that I've now worked through so much, but the, the peacemaker and all of these types have like an unhealthy expression to them, which means people pleaser or peacemaker is not something you want to identify as and just be like, yeah, I'm a people pleaser. Ha ha. Like that's not, you know, that's not where we're, that's not the point. The point mm-hmm. is to recognize what your natural energetic template is in your makeup and also right. see the parts of you that you can integrate to become a more whole person. Mm-hmm. So with that, he is very like direct and he loves debating and he is down to like have a political conversation with you and you can just be in it and like you guys can love each other at the end but like he's down to go down that road do you do you resonate (laughs) i feel so bad like i don't want to cut you off but i think it's a great conversation because you just brought some light to my world because my husband is uh he's the first is he's a loyalist and the second is a peacemaker Mm -hmm. and he always tells me as a challenger he's like you love confrontation and i'm like i don't think i don't think our relationship is going to be over after this like he for some reason <laughs> yeah. thinks like it's the end and whatever oh and i'm God. like i'm like no like i'm like we can go here or whatever so i'm like so it's just funny because you get it yeah yeah <laughs> yes. yep. I, I get you i do and i get him i get him so much um so like the part of him that i would judge as mean or confrontational or super aggressive which is like the peacemaker like hates that stuff not in a good way but in a way where like the part of the peacemaker they reject inside of themselves because we have all of them but we just you know grow up and our psyches develop in a certain way and that's just who we become so I got to have a really awesome opportunity to integrate the part of myself that it can be aggressive or confrontational or even just direct by having him mirror that back to me. So it was, it's been really incredible because I would always kind of just allow for other people to have their thing. Whenever he would go on a whole monologue and his, his thing that he wants to say, and he's very direct, I would just be like, all right. And I would just go over here and kind of go in my shell. And I'm also a cancer. So I like, go in a little shell so with that we would we would get into these um arguments where like i would i would avoid arguments so much but we had to have these really challenging conversations so i had to learn how to speak what i needed and be direct and like speak his language because his automatic is to go into like this is this and this is this and like being direct with it and I had to learn how to, um, I call it reclaim my inner bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can actually, like, I, I don't, um, for the first time this year during quarantine, I experienced outward anger. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. It was amazing. I was like, oh, I can have this. This is allowed. There's this part of me that I would just put away over here. Mm. And because of his mirror back to me because that's all relationships are it's like this is a human they are a certain way and they're pointing a light at parts of you that you either love or don't love um so and and i help him with like softness and emotions and he's really emotionally um clear and he can he can be in his feminine space too for sure but he's very like logic and um and direct so we help each other so much because we're such polar opposites. Like he's an Aries and I'm a Cancer and he's a challenger and I'm a peacemaker. And it's it's just so interesting to notice like who the person you live with is and what they're constantly mirroring back to you and actually allowing them to be exactly what they are without judgment. I never looked at it as mirroring, but over the last 10 years that Scott and I have been together, we definitely have done that. We're to the point now when he steps out of the peacemaker or when he does have his outward anger moments and stuff like that. And this is so bad, Amanda, this is so bad, but I'm like, yes, like I'm literally like, yes, but yeah, simultaneously, yeah, but simultaneously when there's a moment where I need to be the peacemaker and I need to step outside of the challenger and go into his space and go over to him and give him the hug and you know mirror his energy it just it really works to the point where i mean now 10 years later i mean i'm so much more calm than yeah. <laughs> not cal- i mean i'm not calm but i'm so much more grounded when maybe. it comes to o- grounded when it comes to overreacting or in an argument like i have like such a i used to have a short fuse because i'm like yeah. let's just get to the point and now i have to allow you know him to be able to speak in in the space and, and allow myself to go there but i love how you called it mirroring that's just like incredible that's dope i love that um, Thank you for sharing so tell me more about your cancer and the reason why is because i have <laughs> like i've broken up with some cancers before and it's just a lot it's just a lot <laughs> <laughs> what is what about it is a lot because um and, and when I say a lot, I don't mean that it's bad. I say a lot in terms of like, it's really tough to break up with a cancer because they're like, no, or <laughs> not even no. It's just that it's so emotion. It, the, the emotions are so high and it's almost like you've completely like shredded their soul and they have to find a way to put it back together. At least from my experience, I'm not sure. And so whenever I meet a cancer, I'm automatically like, I have to take care of their not not like they can't take care of their emotions but i'm i'm very much aware of how they receive information yeah. especially when it's when it's not of the like the con- the nice variety if you right. will so right. um am i kind of spot on with you in terms of that or so i think the way that i 
decided to run my life up until this point, I think I put mm-hmm. myself in situations where I didn't have confrontation and I didn't have situations where people hurt me or um, I would put myself in situations where I would potentially get hurt. Um, but I definitely am very in touch with my emotions. Whenever I cry, I'm like, yay. <laughs> love this this is great Um, well I'm with you there I'm with you there I celebrate tears too celebrate the cry for sure (laughs) but yeah there's definitely a level um, like John is really great my partner John he's really great at at holding space and whenever we get in a situation where he's triggered and I'm triggered I'm always the one that can't handle it (laughs) and he has to be the one to come come down and like support me and stuff so I definitely have I don't know if I would call it heightened emotions but I'm definitely very in touch with my emotionality and I don't have too many challenges with like expressing it except anger which is new which is interesting Mm -hmm. but yeah my cancer has always just been expressed itself more so in like I'm very homey and I love cozies and like blankies and pillows. <laughs> <laughs> I like working on the floor. I love oh, um, cool. just like, I love taking baths and being like, I'm very like watery also. So I have a lot of air and water in my astrological chart. And Can I, I ask what it is? The yeah. whole thing? Yeah. So I have um, Libra rising and oh, yes. Aquarius moon. Wow. What do you got? Very interesting. What's your stuff? Um, I'm a Taurus sun, cool. a Sagittarius rising, and a Pisces moon. Makes so so <laughs> the water, the water in terms of the emotion, I think that's how, well, I think that's the clairvoyant side of me, and I call it like the energetic side and yeah. the emotion. The cool thing is Scott is a Sagittarius, so mm. I think what is become really cool a lot of times when I feel kind of less than in our relationship it's more about because I'm looking up to him and I'm trying to please him you know yeah so yeah a lot of people don't believe in astrology and they might be listening to this like what are you people talking about but Mm -hmm. you know if they I like to say if you can look at it instead of looking at it as astrology look at it as your personalities and how you kind of relate to your spouse that way it's probably i think easier for people to you know digest it and i also think with astrology the one thing that i have to say about it i'm not like huge into it but if if the moon can affect the ocean at in the way that it does how can we expect the planets to not affect us I feel like that is almost like the human naivety of feeling like we're the center of the universe. Like, that's hilarious and cute. <laughs> <laughs> and cute. No way. <laughs> well, I mean, you if you think about it, like gravitational pull. Like, yeah. we are being kept down on the Earth by a force that's incredibly stronger than we could ever imagine to be. Like, superhero status, right? Yeah. That's why Superman being able to fly is he's considered a superhero because it's impossible. Like stopping a speeding train is I mean, that's what you know. So I love how you say that. And also, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before I was actually speaking to someone or maybe I was in my thoughts. I don't know. But um, I was saying how while I really value life, I I value what 
and how we as people can impact the world mm-hmm. at the same time we are such a small entity of what is here and i was just saying how and and i can say this for you it's amazing and i don't want to use the word lucky but blessed i'll use that we can actually use our platforms to help hundreds of thousands of millions of people and to make maybe just a small little splash like it's like instead of throwing yeah. a big boulder into a lake we might throw a pebble and you know yeah and it radiates out there i want you to tell people how they can find you and uh you know obviously social media and stuff but how they can find you and if you can give them three things that if they reach out to you like takeaways that they'll definitely receive and be able to utilize i think that would be great yeah yeah i love that so social media is just amanda bucci and i also have a podcast so if you wanted to learn more about the energy stuff or the spiritual stuff or the business stuff or the combination of all of that together there's tons of podcasts on there which is which is awesome and cool. then three three takeaways i think the first one is to spend time learning about yourself and with that i personally think self expression and being able to be authentic authenticity is a buzzword but what it really it really means is feeling safe to be your natural self and the mm. power that you receive from being able to just be that without the barriers and the walls around your heart around your mind around like your environment and the people that you're with actually just creating safety to to be is one of the most powerful and healing and i think transformative things that humans can choose to do on this planet right now mm. so amazing whether it's a personality test or listening to this podcast or just observing yourself spend time on that because it's going to to deeply deeply change you and i think the other thing is you are your own best self-awareness tool and regardless of what some podcast says or what some other people might be doing if you are noticing yourself looking externally for answers just go back inside and go back inside of you even if it feels hard because the hardness is information and the information within anxiety or within pain and suffering is actually really really intelligent and it's there for a reason i don't think anything's an accident personally that's just that's just my thing but mm-hmm. the body is so much more intelligent than we give it credit for and i think science is is catching up with that because it's not just the brain and how the brain processes things anymore like trauma lives in our body wounding lives in our body emotions are in our body we feel a tightness in our chest or we feel like a fire in the belly or we feel closeness around our heart or we feel like our voice and tonality changes when we don't feel confident and we shrink or we expand and like these things are important to pay attention to because they give you power over your beingness and when you have power over your own beingness life is so much easier so that's my that's my two cents <laughs> it's so interesting a lot of times at the end of the podcast i ask people you know what is your definition of trusting and believing in who you are and i think this entire podcast like yeah. represented what yeah. you know just the freedom that people should feel to trust and believe mm-hmm. and and you and you really answered that Amanda, thank you so much. You are so yeah. cool, so wonderful. Um, 
And so, with your mastermind, uh, can people sign up at any time, or do you have like sign up yeah. windows? How does that work? Yeah, we're enrolling again in October, November for the year of 2021. So, check me out on there. Thank you so much for your time. I don't even want to let you go, but we definitely have to dance on the beach. And I think I think Sam is going to want to come because he's the one that uh, he was like, you have to meet her. Like you have to you have to talk to her. Oh so we'll, hopefully we'll be dancing on the beach one day together. Hell yes. It'll be so great. I would love to meet him yes. too. Thank you for blessing me with your time. Yeah. Thank you for having me, my friend. <laughs>